The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. I am your host, Jeremy Wiseman, joined by Jerry Karaya. We have a lot to go through today on the show. We're going to do a quick update on Evergrande, what's happening in Turkey. Let's do some Fed talk because their narrative is falling apart and we want to discuss it and what that means for gold and silver going forward and how that affects uh, real inflation. We'll talk about that. As we stand right now, Jerry, silver has retaken 22. We're up to 22.50. We're up like a dollar something in, in less than two days. Gold has also retaken $1,800 as we're recording the show here on Friday. Very interesting technical week. I know I was making comments to my clients uh, throughout the week saying we knew that the market was being pushed down in a way because these inflation numbers were going to come out and then the FOMC meeting was going to come out. And so we go to my usual neutral theory of push the metals down so that when the bad news comes out, it neutralizes it, pulls it back up to where it was. But in the meantime, and I think you've got some technical things going on that you want to discuss, we also tested like a quadruple bottom in silver and and gold. And the tops of the market, that, that $21 range, which was so pivotal back in 2008 and 2016 when we got there back in 2016 this is now the bottom of the market it's not the top of the market it's the bottom of the market and that's a key takeaway for where do we go from here mm-hmm. and apply that with all of the high premiums and you kind of say well there's only there's a limit to the downside we're really looking at the down uh, but technically speaking where are we at right now Yeah, anytime, as we discussed in the last couple of weeks, FOMC coming up, it's really a gift to investors like you and I and everyone listening. Take it as a gift. When you you see FOMC, this is a time to really get the powder dry, keep, get some funds ready, acquire the metals. This is exactly what happened. This is why the last couple of weeks I was calling 2190, 2160 range for silver. Expect that as a bottom. I don't normally call it right, Jeremy, but I was spot on on that 2160 call. We did bounce off of that. And really, it was on the back of just hot air coming from the Fed. Chairman Bernanke, Chairman uh, Jerome Powell. Who is it this week? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's all a uh, revolving door there. But the narrative was just dismantled. The inflation is the worry. It's going to be here for a long time is what was addressed. And, you know, on that, it was just saw the bearish movement in metals canceled after yesterday's announcement. So... Uh, very good good levels to watch here. As you mentioned, silver and gold uh, climb above the daily uh, SMA of the 200-day moving average. Uh, gold hovering now at, above, at the resistance and support level now of 1,800. So we have some levels to watch that are very interesting. 1,800 for gold, 1,850. If we break through 1,850, we'll see 1,953. Uh, the bias Ooh. is definitely up as well. Uh, support was that 2150 range for silver resistance. Uh, we're seeing that right about now, about 2250 and change. Above that, it's 23, 2390, and then opens the door to 25 and then 26 dollar moves, like we saw, Jeremy. So right now, I believe in gold, in Canadian dollars on the year, it's negative four and a half percent. What are the chances gold rallies? 
from here today we're recording on the 17th of December through to you know the the end of the year could we move up a hundred dollars hundred and fifty dollars and even end up positive on the year chances are I mean look look at everything's going on today Jeremy this what's happening right now is going to make 2008 look like a picnic and this is going to be a, the mat the biggest setup for gold and silver especially silver Silver is that play. We all want to protect our wealth. We want to position with that wealth insurance, that policy. And that's what gold and silver will provide to you. But when things are getting rough and costs are moving higher, everywhere we turn, we need that moneymaker. We need that game changer, a life changer. And this next catalyst, whatever's coming, we know it's coming down the pipe, whether it be through Evergrande, whether it be one of these negative headlines, Something's about to happen, and it's going to take a lot of money out of the financials, and it's going to flow somewhere. And historically, it flows into hard assets such as gold and silver. And we'll talk about more of the catalysts uh, throughout the show, especially when we get into deeper into the Fed narrative. Let's let's talk about um, Evergrande. We haven't quite seen the capitulation or, or, of the or contagion, I should say, of what's happened with Evergrande. But that doesn't mean that it's not still on the horizon. Would you agree that you know they they defaulted hundreds of billions in bonds? I was listening to something the other the other day where they were saying you know uh, workers in China literally just laid down their tools and walked off because they weren't getting paid. Could that happen as a result in 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 North America, could something like that be happening as well? Will we see the contagion from Evergrande? It'll be stupid to think it can't. I mean, China is the biggest, second biggest economy globally. And primarily, it was driven by real estate. And we're talking about real estate here. This is where money has flown into. Um, but we know that some cities in China have been totally empty. It's just make, make work. Building buildings, building bridges, get things moving along, look like you're advancing. I mean, mind you. It's spectacular city, Shanghai, and, and beautiful land, uh, beautiful skyscapes, uh, beautiful horizons. But when you have money that has been put into a project like Evergrande and to fund various projects, and you're not paying back your 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 shareholder, your bondholders, credibility is gone, and this is where the contagion effect, the match is lit. It's just going to take time, like the Bear Stearns situation, as we mentioned last week. Bear Stearns happened, and it didn't happen right away. The contagion didn't spread immediately. The fire was lit, and we have to watch and see how things play out. The, the question becomes, in some ways, can the Fed bury it by just using liquidity, printing more money? Um, you know, they're, they're into the billions of, uh, every month. They're still printing billions every month. So, you know, is 300 too much? To cover, you know, someone didn't get paid and someone's going to have to be covered. So supposedly some people are going to be out of a lot of money. And the question becomes, what's the daisy chain on that? And when do they really start to feel it? We don't really know the answer yet. We just have to continue to watch the markets and be wary that mm -hmm. this thing has happened and the butterfly effect could be with us. Let's move to Turkey. There's some big news coming out of Turkey this week. Uh, Jerry, can you share that with our, our listeners? Yeah, I'm just taking a headline from Zero Hedge this morning, Jeremy. Shocking. And, you know, it is shocking when we're talking about a G20 nation here, Jeremy. So the headline reads, Turkey halts all stock trading as currency disintegrates. Central bank powerless to halt this collapse. Inflation right now is standing at a, at a whopping 21%. Prices are on the verge of doubling 
every few hours. And this is a type of activity that we saw in Venezuela, places like third world nations that have hyperinflated their currency. But it's also hitting the stock trading, the stock market. When, when the trust is lost with the fabric of a nation, which is the currency, when the currency loses credibility, people want to flock out, want to flock out of everything that has to do with paper. People are trying to sell their stocks. The stock market in Turkey is, is, is crashing. Um, Erdogan, the president, has no more tools in the tool belt. They cut the rates yesterday. It didn't work. But the problem is, Jeremy, with the share markets, the share markets are financials. It was all denominated in a Turkish lira. So when you want to sell your stock now, where do, where do you land? Naturally, you're landing right back into that currency you don't want to be in. Which is inflating at, which is inflating at 20%, you said? Yeah, it's a 21.3% okay. to be exact. But That's crazy because here in, in Canada and in the U.S., they're saying the inflation rate is 7% around. And if you go back to how they were calculating inflations back in the 70, 70s, mm -hmm. it's probably more closer to 15%. So North America is not far off of what's the inflation rate of Turkey. No, this is, this is the most alarming thing. We're dealing with a, a major economy, a major player in the G20. So it's very interesting. It's very key to be watching this headline and see how things play out because, um, you know, scrambling to address this uh, the next economic plan is to raise prices or is to address the prices by ordering a 50 percent increase in minimum wage next year in turkey and this is just going to create even more and more and more inflation you and, can't chase it and talking about contagion when we were discussing evergrand you have to wonder what would happen as well in turkey supposedly they must have some loans out some debt that they have to repay and how are they repaying that with a currency that is quickly becoming com utterly worthless mm -hmm. the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com we're leading somewhere when we're talking about all of these issues around the world and the point is is that there are massive debt bubbles everywhere along with the governments and central banks just continuing to print 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 money so you have this debasing of the currency and this explosion of debt where are you going to take cover well you take cover with gold silver natural fancy colored diamonds to do that you can just go to our website guildhallwealth.com jerry what's a way that people could just easily get involved in the gold and silver market right away i think what i've noticed in the last week week and a half has been tubes of silver maples great gift and this is what we've seen people getting started for the first time they want to buy a gift that's special and uh, it, it is a special gift gold and silver are gifts gifts for the kingly and this is uh why you know why people are turning to it you want to buy something that is going to not only last throughout the years be mean something and so silver maples have been huge a great way to get into the market a great way to, to understand what tangible is and even learn about uh you know the difference in premiums why is this smaller item a little bit more expensive than the larger 100 ounce bar these are conversations that we will we will embark upon but getting started with the silver maples is great they are about 900 950 per tube we sell them in tubes of 25 and you know what? I'm that uncle. I buy tubes of maples just to keep, just in case if I miss someone's birthday or someone's, uh, you know, Christmas or I'm, you know, I'm bad like that. But I do give that gift away. A 25, uh, an ounce of silver is about $38, $35 Canadian. 
And this is the gift that will keep on giving. So silver maples all the way. The website, guildhallwealth.com, or to go on to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. So again, you can buy tubes of maples. There's 25 one-ounce silver maples in a tube. There's 10-ounce bars. And you can also do uh, lower quantities of gold as well. You could do 5-gram and 10-gram. These are sort of the popular products, especially this time of year when people are starting to think about gifts. In the next segment, we're going to continue along uh, to talk about Fed narrative, inflation, um, You know what is driving the Fed at this point because they seem to have no motivation at all. What is the catalyst to much, much higher prices and why we're so excited about the precious metals? The number 18778-SILVER, the website Guildhallwell. It is the real money show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the real money show, the number 18778 Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Let's talk about the Fed, the Fed narrative that they're pushing, their inaction, and how this is going to translate into massive, massive prices in the precious metals market, in our opinion, and how you can get into the market to make sure you take advantage of that or take your chances with the fiat currency. So let's start, Jerry, with the 70s. In the 70s, you had Nixon lifts the gold standard, the Fed starts printing money, they're now free to do whatever they want. Gold is free of the of uh, being tethered to the dollar. And the, the 70s, they enter into inflation. They enter into stagflation. We're going to kind of keep it very brief. But in the end, in the end, there was a currency crisis. All of this inflation in the 70s led to there is a dollar crisis. There is no value in that. And the Fed had to start raising interest rates. But they didn't raise them enough, and they couldn't stop the run on gold and silver because people were running to it as a place to store wealth and protect their wealth in the fact that in the 70s, people believed the inflation, the dollar was devaluing, and Mm -hmm. they were losing their money right away. They had to run somewhere. And the only thing that could stop that run, that could put the value back into the dollar was over double digit interest rates. You know, we're talking in the 20%. You know, they raised it to 13, they raised it higher. And Volcker did that. He was the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Now, the problem today is, of course, I'm going to say two things. One, maybe three things. One, people don't have the same sort of savings rate that they had it back in the 70s. No. They cannot absorb interest rates rising to those sorts of levels without an absolute catastrophic events happening in the economy as a result. So that's number one. Number two, the debts are so much higher, so much higher. It's one thing to do 1% on a trillion. It's another thing to pay 5% on a trillion. The debt in the U.S. back in the 70s, or 1980, by the way, was $1 trillion. It's now 29, and they've raised the debt ceiling so it can go to past 31, and they'll keep raising it. So the debts are so much bigger. When you raise the interest rates on these massive, massive debts, you're now taking more and more money just to pay the, the, the interest on these debts. So that's another one, bigger, bigger debts. 
So you've got bigger, bigger debts. The, the economy can't absorb those interest rates. So the Fed is absolutely stuck. Mm -hmm. They cannot do what they did in the 70s. That's where we are today. That means that we are at the end of the line of the monetary experiment. And where do we go from here? Now, when people realized that the Fed was out of options back in the 70s, they ran to gold and silver. And silver goes from $5 to 50. Gold goes from basically $200 an ounce to 850. Do you see today as the same, different, varying? What is your take before we go forward on the 70s versus today? I think the same recourse will happen and, and don't take it from us. We, we have to follow an, an, you know, analysts who are professionals who can offer this type of information. Historically, coming from Crescat Capital, Max Fisher, historically commodities have outperformed equities significantly in inflationary environments. So when you're running out and trying to raise interest rates, the Federal Reserve has run out of options. There are no options. So the same recourse will play out like the 70s. Even worse, because the, you mentioned unemployment, you mentioned um, you know, inflation, you mentioned the debts, also the lack of GDP, the stagflationary environment that we see is, gonna, is going to exacerbate the run to gold and the price explosion in gold and silver. Listen, they're they're about to light the match with a $30 trillion debt bomb. And they want to talk about raising interest rates. This is what would, the narrative was just shattered when the Fed said yesterday, uh, mind you, Goldman Sachs was hoping to hear six or seven rate hikes starting right away. They're going with three, three rate hikes next year. Start, let's start it in spring, uh, in April. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because where is the drive where is the motivation on the part of this Federal Reserve to try to nip this inflation in the bud? They're not doing it. They're saying, well, we'll, we'll start to raise rates sometime in the spring. So we're just going to let this inflation just continue to run rampant throughout the economy. And you kind of say, well, why are they doing that? Well, of course, we understand that inflation is a tax. You're, you're being taxed. Right. You have money in the bank and you're getting less than 1%. And the government has come out and said, stated that inflation is 6 7%. You are losing, if you're lucky, negative 6% real-world return. Mm -hmm. Negative 6%. Now, if you go by the way they, they did the statistics back in the 70s, many people can observe and many people would look at the, the statistics properly and say, Inflation actually isn't 6 7%. It's more like 15 mm -hmm. So if you're getting 1% or less, I'm assuming a rate hike here, um, you're getting less than 1% in the bank, and real-world inflation is 15 you are losing 14-plus percent real-world negative rates. That means what you have in the bank today, let's call it 100000 Next year, it's what will it purchase you? What $85,000 purchases you today that fast and it's almost as fast as what's happening in turkey mm -hmm. why maybe you can help why is the fed not motivated to start raising interest rates right now because they can't um they, they they're simply in between a rock and a hard place this is the giant elephant in the room i mean when you're trying to uh, balance between monetary policy that's been running rampant for the last few years, printing 120 billion. And you're turning down the taps just by 30 billion 
you show no motivation so, to do anything. Can you repeat those numbers again? So over the past few years, they've been printing about 120 billion per month. So we're tapering now. We've entered into the stage of taper tantrum. Uh, we're going to be seeing that they've raised it from 15 billion taper to 30 billion. So that was a part of the policy change yesterday. Okay. But it wasn't enough because they the market really wanted to hear more rate hikes. If you're really um, ambitious about chasing that inflation. Listen, real world, real inflation is about 9% roughly. And the Fed thinks it could stop rate by raising rates 2%. It's not going to happen, right? They, they understand the financial system. They understand confidence and their lack thereof. And the only tool they have left is just that, the microphone. They're trying to talk uh, some sense into us. When we're seeing it, we're seeing right through their false narratives. And people are not... People are taking delivery, Jeremy. They're taking delivery of their gold and their silver because they simply just don't trust. They don't trust the certificates. They don't trust the ETFs. They don't trust anything that's supposed to resemble or sound like gold. Even Bitcoin, it sounds like gold that you mine it, that you have to that you have to do something with it's it. It's a coin. It's a coin. It's you know, let's make a coin that looks like Bitcoin that has a B on it. No, it's not. It, it has not qualified as money as we've seen gold perform throughout the ages. You know, I'm not going to dismiss Bitcoin. I'm not going to dismiss the blockchain. It's yeah, too if you, early. If you've made a thousand percent in in crypto, then you've assuming that that was a large portion of your net worth. Then you've hedged. You know, you, that, you don't need an inflation hedge. You've already made enough money to cover the inflation hedge. Um, however, you would want to protect those profits. And I think the question that's sort of a blank or an X. If we're just digressing into cryptos for a moment is we don't know how they're going to respond in an inflationary environment in terms of are people going to run to that as that's going to be the safe place to store my wealth? Or is it just we're rushing out of, of currencies in general, right? Sort of like, you know, if there's a currency crisis in South America, people jump into the US dollar. Is it going to be we're going to jump from the US dollar into crypto because we just feel like we're looking panicked how to get yeah. out of the dollar. So yeah, they could benefit from that to a certain extent. But we don't know to what extent the liquidity is in that market either of right. how quickly the liquidity could come out of that market if debts are starting to implode everywhere. So that kind of becomes a yeah. bit of a um, an X factor. We just don't know how it's going to react, whereas you do know with gold. So um, important to diversify, I guess, is, is my point on that. For sure, for sure. And many people know where I stand on the, on the whole marrying of the two between gold and blockchain. I believe there's going to be some sort of a reset, a recourse will play out to uh, you know, bringing back some sort of a credible system, bringing back a semi, you know, a bimetal uh, gold-backed, silver-backed currency on the blockchain. Uh, this will this will definitely solve a lot of problems, uh, but you know we have to keep an eye on what's going on with the crypto space. What is what? How did Bitcoin get to where it was? And you know what we alluded to last week: the contagion effect from Evergrande. Tether had a bunch of Evergrande debt notes to back up Tether. They don't want to release this stuff to the CFTC, the CEC. They don't want to release their books. They don't want to open the books and say, "Hey, this is what's backing up the Tether." And the tether was used to buy two thirds of all Bitcoin, so I know where the who's buying the gold. Ouch! I know who's buying gold. Right. Every single central bank, except Canada, right. for some reason. Right. I mean, I know my reasons why Canada's not, uh, just to show their trust for the U.S. dollar. Um, but every central bank, and I know the reasons why. I know much how many ounces they're buying, and I see the people that are coming to visit us why they're buying gold. Yeah. So, so let's just return to to this notion of of how we deal with this inflation rate that. If you want to believe the government at six seven percent, or 
you know, real world inflation may be closer to 15 once you throw in everything that you actually buy from from chicken and meat to paying for your gas, etc. Here's what we're dealing with. If you're keeping cash in the bank, you are losing out the gate six, seven percent and you know it, you know it. And if you want to look at the other statistics like you know, John Williams shadow stats and say it's more like 15%, you're losing 15% just sitting there. That's your question. That The only question you have right now with money sitting in the bank is how much am I going to lose right now? And we're telling you, the, the central banks are telling you, you're going to lose 6 7% a year. Guaranteed. Bang. Out the door. You're lost. The only thing you have to contend with with precious metals is when will I cover my cost to buy into this? Because there's a spread. Because what you're buying is an end-user retail product, right? There, it costs money to pull the gold and silver out of the ground. There's a cost to production. There's only so much that you can pull out of the ground every year. You can only add to the gold supply by like one and a half to two percent to the stockpile a year. Silver is used in so many other industries, so you're competing industry-wise with investment. Right. But there's a floor. There's a base case for how low the price can go, and we're we're at it right now because the premiums are really high which is saying that demand is really high, supplies are really low, and the, you're forced to raise premiums. So the only question is when you're going to overcome that. And then it's when does the narrative of the Fed is, is cease to be believed by the, by the ma vast majority of people, mm -hmm. right? When does your sort of normie who's into stocks, et cetera, finally say, Oh my gosh, I better get some physical gold. Right. Or maybe they go into into ETFs, which is also a mistake. So let's talk about the collapsing of that narrative, what it's going to look like, where that's going to propel the market, and why you absolutely do not want counterparty risk. We'll talk about that and much, much more. If you want to get into the market today, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can get tuba maples, some 10-ounce bars of silver. These are great gifts, same with uh, grams of gold. Of course, you can also buy gold maples and gold one-ounce bars. If you want to buy it in your RSP or TFSA and you want to have direct ownership in your own RSP TFSA where the product is held in your own sub-account at Brinks, you give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We've got much, much more coming your way on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We've, we've covered a lot of ground here. We've compared the 70s to what we're, we're seeing today. I think today is way worse than the 70s because there's really no option to end it from a central bank standpoint. So your, your real only option is going to be gold and silver. And the bigger question in that sense becomes, if they raise interest rates to the type of levels that they did in the 70s, it would just utterly destroy the economy completely, all of the debts and everything like that. So, so that's probably off the table, unless, unless you're, you're intentionally wanting to turn this turn, you know, beautiful country of Canada and the U.S. into Turkey. 
right, into a basket case currency type of situation before you can get into the Klaus Schwab great reset. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen because I think most people are going to realize over time, Jerry, as the narrative begins to implode, when people ask the same question that we're asking today, right. hey, if inflation's such a problem, why are you waiting eight months to take care of it? Why are you waiting eight months to even just do a little bit of action just to show that, okay, I'm, I'm making changes? Like, this is honestly like being in a dysfunctional relationship with a drug addict that says, I'll quit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'll quit in six months. Okay, I trust you. Yeah. Let's keep going the way we're going. Yeah, You're, exactly. You said you just said it. I believe you. You're going to quit in six months. You're going to start raising interest rates, a modicum of, of increase. And uh, I believe you. Well, promises are comfort to a fool. We have the past to know what's going to happen here. And the prices of precious metals are going to explode when the narrative falls apart. How how long, I guess the only question, Jerry, is how long do you think before the narrative collapses? Well, We've already I'm seen them sure. walk back the narrative, so it's yeah. already happening, yeah. I guess. The, they have um, zero credibility, these central planners, uh, look from Turkey to even uh, the U.S. Uh, look, the, the lessons from the 70s are very important. Very important because back in the 70s when we were experiencing sort of the same type of mirroring effect, the stock market back then lost about 50%. There was weak growth. There was stagflation. There was easy money, money policies that led to high, high inflation. They raised rates to 20%. They suspended the gold standard. And I think when, when the issues um, get to a point, a, a climax, like, as you know, we would say, is when you totally lose credibility, when the Fed loses the microphone, is going to be something where where it would have to be something that will be a national move, in my opinion, because we have an independent, uh, private-run institution in charge of the money supply and the money in the United States. And all we have to do is look in the books, look in the constitution of how money was supposed to be made, who had the power to make it. And I think when we, when we hit to that point where you know, we're at the end of the road here, we have to unsuspend and bring back a gold standard, bring back some trust to the system. That's when things will, will get healthy. But I think, um, you know, I think it's just a, a matter of, you know, get some, get, get a backbone here, do something now and, and face the, and face the fury because it's just getting worse. There's more and more money being printed and there's less and less people working and not wanting to work at the backbone being the central bankers. They need the backbone. <laughs> Right. They need think, a backbone I, to say, here's here's the problem. OK, let's look at the numbers. OK, so when the in the 70s, when things hit their max, you had the debt in the U.S. was uh, one trillion dollars. The Dow, which hit the bottom, was eight hundred and fifty points. Gold hit eight hundred and fifty dollars. That's a one to one ratio. That's eight hundred and fifty to one trillion. And the gold silver ratio hit its historic norm of sixteen to one. So when gold was at eight fifty and silver hits fifty dollars, it was a, a sixteen to one ratio, give or take in the, the little minutiae of the numbers. So let's just quickly look at that. If you've got tw if if gold hit its maximum purchasing power at 850 to 1 trillion. Okay? All right. If you were to take 29 trillion times $850, you would get $24,650 gold. That's $24,650 gold. Now, the, the Dow is trading at something like 36,000. If you take off out of 36,000, let's say we just take off 30%, we're down to like 25,000. 
So that's almost a one-to-one -one ratio on the Dow. If the mm -hmm. Dow just came off 30%. Yeah. Now, if you've got, now this is crazy to think about, $24,000 gold. Why? But if you had 20, well, no. you know, I always say it's crazy, it's nuts. And then you start looking at the real estate prices and the, the stock market prices and cryptos and you just go, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. Look at the amount of debts. It translates into, into ridiculously high prices. $24,000 gold divided by 16 to 1 ratio, that's $1,500 silver. That's right. Now, I remember Mike Maloney's book on gold and silver. He talked about the pendulum going the other way. And, um, and you have um, uh, First Majestic, uh, who, Keith Newmeyer talking about what's actually coming out of the ground of 8 to 1 on, on silver. Mm -hmm. that, mean, that would mean $3,000 silver against gold. Now, what are we talking about? All we're saying is, these debts have made the price of gold this much higher. The value of gold is essentially going to stay the same. Whereas if you're holding your value in these currencies, mm -hmm. you're, losing, you're, you're losing value. Right. right. So the idea is store it in a physical asset that's going to continue to maintain the purchasing power. And then $24,000 gold in this example is, is value. Mm -hmm. It's what does it buy you? Right, and that's exactly. the key here. It's maintaining value and growing value, because obviously that would be a massive, massive gain. I mean, you can only think about what would happen if you had, for example, like twenty-five ounces of gold at twenty-four thousand dollars an ounce, six hundred thousand dollars. I mean, what is twenty-five thousand uh, dollars? Twenty-five ounces of gold cost today? It's less than fifty grand. Yeah, and you know what? With such funds that are um, that are denominated in currency and and have weight into speculative shares. We're looking at pension plans and we're looking at people's liras that they're bringing over. We're, you know, having that conversation about, you know what the C.D. Howe Institute, wrote, what they wrote, it's a major Canadian think tank that wrote back in 96, put some gold in the golden years, fixing the Canada pension plan. They wrote this paper, Jeremy, I have it in front of me. And their main issue what, with it was it was a Ponzi scheme. And now the pensions are scrambling for leverage and this is this is your golden years. So just like the lira that's imploding in it, in, in in Turkey, uh, we have to talk about the liras and the pensions for Canadians. You cannot have some weight in your shares and speculative shares or currencies because they're going to be more prone to losses. At Guildhall, you can cut that management, the regulatory, the geopolitical hedging risk of equities and buy the metal directly. Own it directly, either for taking it home or owning it directly in your lira. Bullion like gold and silver has zero counterparty risk. And we're going to talk about counterparty risk in the next segment and why that's so, so important. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you want to acquire physical precious metals in a registered account, give us a call. We've been doing this for over six years. We've been on the radio for since 2008. And you know what, by the way? We've been calling everything that's been going on today. We've called it all. We've said exactly what's happening today. Over the last 10 years, we've been saying this is coming and, yeah. you know, it's happening now and we kind of forget the fact that we've been on the radio for so yeah. long saying this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Well, it's happening. Why it's important to have something that has no counterparty risk in your portfolio coming up on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about the 70s, comparing it to today, showing that we're in a worse situation. There's more, there's more inflation, more debt, um, a Fed that is restricted in what its ability, what it can do, and they're lacking any sort of motivation to do anything at this point. So you're really on your own, but we can look at the past and see what happened, and we know that what happened in the end of the 70s when this all finally came to a head is that gold goes from $200 up to $850, silver goes from $5 to $50. And even then, Jerry, I'm thinking about that, and I think I think there was 12 billion ounces above ground or 8 billion ounces of silver above ground back in 1980. You know, companies had stockpiles of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Kodak, to make film had stockpiles of silver (laughs) tiffany's had stockpiles of silver um you know i'm gonna date myself zenith (laughs) tvs they probably had (laughs) stockpiles of silver right mitsubishi probably had stockpiles of silver nobody holds stockpiles of silver anymore Mm -hmm. and there's now i I don't know if there's a one billion or two billion it's hard to tell the numbers are always changing i know only 500 million come out of the ground every year and gets completely absorbed and we're probably we're most likely again in deficit like we were for the last 25 exactly. years i think there's only a couple years where we weren't um but there you have it so more people right you've got seven more people that's right right you got seven plus billion people on the planet less than one less than two billion ounces of silver definitely Every market's involved, not just North America, mm-hmm. right? You've Absolutely. got, and not just North America and Europe, and things are much moving much faster. You've got computers and all of these things, but you have the much broader world involved in these markets, and the debts are bigger, and this is bigger, and so where's the price going to go? It's going to go way higher than what we saw back in the 70s. Um, but nonetheless, why is it important that you own the actual physical product as opposed to why not just save the fees and buy an ETF. Why it is so important for us as individuals and even entities and funds to own the physical itself and remove it out of the financial system is key. It's to remove oneself and the gold from the financial system. When we have a system that is a fractional reserve system, everything is interconnected. And when you have money like a Ponzi scheme, when few investors start to take their money out of that system, you're going to be stuck in there and you don't want to be the last one in that type of a system. And this is why it's very important to have allocated, segregated, titled gold and silver. Titled meaning serial numbers are on each bar. Every bar has is then titled to you, the owner. Those bars are removed off of every entity's balance sheets. We're doing our job. We're taking delivery. We're removing that silver and gold from the world global markets. No one has access to it. And that is elimination of counterparty risks. You don't need Guildhall to perform. You don't need Jerry to perform here, Jeremy to perform, Paul. No, you're putting your faith, your money, you're converting out of bad paper debt money, and you're rolling it out. You're converting it into a hard asset that can't be touched, that is protecting your wealth from the threat and the uh, devastation of inflation, but you're now positioning yourself and your family for tremendous growth. We're seeing the participation rate start to move up. We know that the U.S. is a fraction of 1% participating in the gold market. The average investor still owns some gold in the U.S., worse in Canada. We're seeing people come on board. All we need is a 1% move 
into the gold and the physical gold and silver marketplace. And we're going to see that, I think, with especially with these LBMA rules. These banks have to now buy the physical to, to offset the disvaluing of their unallocated gold. So it's very key. Zero counterparty risk, and that's what you get at Guildhall. Talking about the, Basel, the new Basel III rules. And as well, you know, thinking back to 2020 when uh, the pandemic first hit, there was a gold fund in Europe. I think it was ABN AMRO. And they put out a letter to their clients saying, we're closing the fund. You can sell off now or we'll sell off for you. I think it was like Mar April 31st or March 31st or something like that. I guess it was the end of April. They said, that's it. We're closing it. You're, you're, you're being pushed out of this. And personally, I think my theory on it was that there must have been a lot of people looking to get redemptions, send me my physical product. And they just said, we're not sending physical. Now, what does that mean? That means maybe they're using it for something else. They're using it as collateral on something else. I'm not denying, I'm not doubting that maybe the physical was there, but maybe that's what you take on when you get counterparty risk. Mm -hmm. I have I have the option of gold. It's not really my gold, which means someone else could have a could have a, a stake in that gold. And that's probably what happened with uh, with the fund in Europe. So it's happened. You could end up not owning anything at the time when you most need to own it, right? So, Jerry, what are some of the ways that people can get involved in the market? So some of the ways, we just get in touch with us. Go online, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, browse with some of the, browse our inventory, see what we have in stock. Everything that we have online is available for you to either pick it up or we could ship it to you. We've shipped free on orders over $1,000 right to your door or to the closest Canada post office to your house. Um, get in your hands or think about owning it into a TFSA. Own 2,000 ounces in a TFSA and watch that money make, watch that silver make you money. The idea would be to use that 2,000 ounces, pay off your mortgage, even buy a house outright because we all want to own a home. And I think that is a part of the game plan for many people who are getting into silver. So TFSAs and Liras, if you are experiencing job loss and you have a pension coming due and it's going to roll into a Lira, get in touch with us ASAP. Talk about how you can use and get physical gold for your golden years. When that lira becomes a lift, you could take the physical gold out in the future. Many people are many people are, you know, years away from it becoming a a, a lift or a riff, you know, at the age of 70 or you know 71. You know, if you're 50 or 40 years old today and you're looking towards 70 years old, that's 30 years from now. What does the Canadian dollar look like then? Do you want to receive income in Canadian dollars? No. But with Guildhall, you can take physical gold home for your golden years. I, I have to correct you. 50 and 30 is 80. <laughs> but but your point is nonetheless, it's 20 years from now. What's the dollar going to look like? We got to get out of the system. We got to protect ourselves. We got to protect our family. You got to have some physical precious metals in the portfolio. You don't have to just believe us, but Please go on to our YouTube channel and, and listen to some of the past shows. Uh, do, your, do your research. You're going to see that what we're talking about is something that many, many people are talking about. And they're getting into the market and they're already receiving the benefits of having physical gold and silver in their portfolio. And with Guildhall, you can own it directly within an RSP or own it directly, take it home or own it directly and have it in the vault. The number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry. 
Great show. I love uh, chatting with you Good about fun. the markets. I start getting very, very excited, as people can probably tell. But we are, are so grateful to have everyone uh, listening to the show this week. And we look forward to um, speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.